Welcome back to the Pumps and Systems Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Champlin, Managing Editor of Pumps and Systems Magazine. You can find us on the web, pumpsandsystems.com. In this episode, we'll be talking about harmonics, what they are, and how to prevent them in pumping systems. And you'll hear from a couple of experts over at Eaton, Nicole George and Paul Olis, and we'll introduce them in just a second. But before we get to that, just to let everybody know, you can go to pumpsandsystems.com slash podcast to listen to each episode, and you can search and subscribe on podcast platforms such as SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and more. Just go, you know, search Pumps and Systems, and you'll find us. Please subscribe and rate us and review us. Uh, We've talked about harmonics before in the podcast, way back on episode 19, and we're past episode 40 now, so we're into the 40s. We've had a good run over the last couple of years. So this will be a little bit of a continued discussion on that. And Eaton is no stranger to our podcast. We had Nicole on episode 16. That was an IOT for pumping systems. And we had Dan Carnavali on episode 31 talking about the skills gap. So uh, today we'll have Nicole and Paul. So uh, first, let me introduce Nicole. Uh, just tell us about yourself and how you're doing. Sure. Well, first, thanks again for for having us back. Really excited to be here. Uh, Of course, we're all navigating new times in this post-COVID or current COVID um, time. So working from home still, trying to figure out the new normal, but excited to be able to participate today. So I am currently the product manager for pumping and enclosed drives, uh, variable frequency drives at Eaton in our industrial controls division based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, And I've been with Eaton for just over 10 years now in various roles in operations, engineering, marketing, and sales. So I'm excited today to be joined with Paul Olis to talk to you about harmonics. Absolutely. We're we're happy to have both of you guys. Uh, Paul, go ahead and tell us about yourself and what you do with Eaton. Sure. Thanks again for the opportunity, like Nicole said. Uh, And I am actually a new member of the team. I joined back in February And uh, my my official role is as a marketing analyst with the Enclosed Drives Group. So I work very very closely with Nicole. And uh, within the program, I'm actually, I rotate every single year. I'm in what Eaton calls their leadership development program. So this is my third and final final role before I go into my, my permanent position. But at this point, I've done a role as a quality engineer for medium voltage drives. I've done another role as a division sales engineer for low voltage assemblies and now doing the marketing analyst role for Enclosed Drive. Outstanding. Well, it looks like you got started with your job a month before all the pandemic hit. Hopefully there wasn't too much of a, uh, I guess there probably was a big challenge and all that, but hopefully you were able to kind of navigate that, right? Yeah, that was definitely, uh, this has been one of the more unique of my three roles now, and it's definitely posed certain challenges, but at the same time, it's forced me to, to grow in new ways. So that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And we've done a lot of podcasts on how, how industry is, is being affected by the coronavirus. But, you know, back this is kind of good to have one on just basically kind of a instructional technical podcast because, you know, there's harmonics are still a thing, too. And uh, we'll get into that. So, Paul, first off, just tell us what are harmonics? Sure. So harmonics can be thought of as unclean power. And basically, they're a byproduct when you convert alternating current to direct current or AC to DC power. And so variable frequency drives or VFDs, such as what Nicole and I work with, uh, they adjust motor speed. They basically turn your motor into a smart motor. And they do that by receiving the AC current that can represent the speed of your motor 
and they convert that into a more manipulatable DC current. Then once they have the DC current, they adjust the frequency, which will in turn adjust the speed of the motor and they'll convert it back into its AC original form. But in that process, it's going to distort the wave, the sine wave to some extent. And basically that's what we refer to as harmonics is that, that amount that the wave has been changed from its original form. And so similar to drives, there, there are a number of devices that do this process, uh, UPSs, computer chargers, LED lights, um, all, all of them do this AC to DC. And as a result, they all create harmonic distortion. Uh, Paul, why have harmonics become a bigger topic of discussion over the last few years? Sure. So kind of going off of those devices that I was referring to, that that's really the big reason why it's become a bigger item lately. Uh, it's late. These devices are just becoming more and more popular in power systems. If you go back 30 years, the, the world was very linear. Um, and so in terms of our power, all of our lights were incandescent lights. We didn't have switching devices within the system, but nowadays everyone wants more efficient, smarter technology. So just motors, as an example, since we're, we're very close to drives ourselves, everyone wants their motors to be smarter, more effective. They want monitoring built into the motors. And so drives are a perfect solution to be able to incorporate that kind of smart capability on what could be just a basic motor. And so as you introduce all these new different devices, especially drives, um, harmonics just inherently become more of a presence and it's reached the point where now we have to actually start incorporating mitigation form as well, because otherwise the harmonics can become too great and they can cause larger system-wide issues. Uh, what are the concerns regarding harmonics? Yeah, so in terms of the, the system-wide issues I'm referring to, broadly speaking, they can do premature failure or reduce lifespan of equipment, which in turn can cause downtime, loss of pro productivity or capital expense to your business or your, your personal situation. But more specifically, there, there's a number of different things that can happen to the various pieces of equipment within your power system. Uh, for example, you can get inefficiencies or overheating of transformers. Uh, you can have premature failure of your capacitors, generator regulation issues, or you could experience communication and diagnostic equipment interference. Um, on the same side, you can also see false trips with switch gear, which may be interpreted as ground faults or phase imbalances, but really it's just the harmonics playing with the system. Uh, the other big thing that we're seeing now, though, is harmonics can have an impact on utilities, and they can be passed on to other users on the same grid. And because of that, utilities have started to take a stand on trying to prevent their other users from being affected. Um, so they'll start issuing fines if you have uncontrolled harmonics leaking into the system. Well, let's, uh, let's shift over to Nicole. Uh, Nicole, how is harmonic distortion measured? Yeah, great question, and, and we get that question a lot. So I'll first introduce the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers, or what we refer to in the industry as simply IEEE. And so IEEE is a um, standards organization for the electrical and electronics industry, as, as the name uh, insinuates, and they established a set of governing standards. And so we refer to that as IEEE 519. There are sometimes some additional numbers that follow that, um, so IEEE 519-2014, and those last numbers really just indicate the year that that standard was updated. So you may see it, you know, referenced with an older version in the 90s, and the latest one is 2014. 
And so I wanted to introduce that, and I'm also a visual learner, so I'm going to ask you guys to come on a visual journey with me. But Paul mentioned AC power, so alternating current power. So the sine wave, and if you can envision this, you know, perfectly smooth sine wave with the peaks up top and the troughs on the bottom, that's kind of the ideal sine wave and representation of AC power. And Paul explained, you know, why harmonics occur and how they occur. And so what IEEE 519 is measuring is a term referred to as total harmonic distortion or simply THD. And that is actually measured in a percentage. And so that percentage measures the variance between the true sine wave, so that perfect smooth AC sine wave, versus what's actually happening in the system because of the noise generated by harmonics. And so that percentage is um, kind of a sliding scale. The higher the number, the higher the percentage, the worse off it is, meaning the more distorted it is from that AC sine wave. The lower the, the percentage, the better it is, meaning it's as close to that AC sine wave as it can be. So that THD is the actual measurement that's being measured. And the standards for IEEE 519 recommends 5% THD or less. So having 5% THD or less has minimal effect on the overall system. When you go greater than that is when you start to see some of these phantom noises and interferences with the rest of the equipment in the system. And so that is really when we talk about, you know, I, and I do want to call in distinction, IEEE 519 is a standard, it's not a specification. However, in a lot of the, you know, suspected by jobs, especially in, you know, pumping systems like water, wastewater, you will see reference in the specifications from the consulting engineers that the drives and equipment must be in compliance with IEEE 519. And so simply what's that, what that's saying is that it must be, you know, the overall system must be within 5% total THD or total harmonic distortion. Well, uh, Nicole, how can harmonics be mitigated? So uh, that's a great follow-up question. Of course, that's the very next question is, gosh, you know, I have all these devices that are inherently noisy. So how can I, how can I make sure that we're not, you know, introducing additional harmonics when necessary? So drives themselves are noisy devices because, as Paul mentioned, they convert AC to DC power, and so that that generates noise and harmonics. <clears throat> However, there are several different technologies that you can incorporate with drives to reduce the effects of harmonics. So what we call harmonic mitigation solutions. And those solutions um, vary anywhere from passive solutions to active solutions. So things like including line reactors, passive filters, pulse rectifiers, and then an active front end to the drives themselves will actually reduce those harmonics. So basic, you know, on a basic mitigation technique, um, adding a line reactor or DC link choke to the VFD or the drive um, and just the common six pulse drive is a low cost solution that'll uh, bring that harmonic mitigation THD around 30 to 35%. Uh, for any systems requiring a little bit lower harmonic levels, passive filters can be used um, or pulse rectifiers. And that will bring it anywhere from five to 8% or if you're using an 18 pulse uh, transformer and rectifier, that could bring it down to the three to 5% range, which, get, which for sure guarantees compliance with the IEEE 519. So a lot of different solutions available. Um, and really, I think that the trick is to look at the system, to look at how sensitive the loads are in the total system, how many devices you have that might be causing uh, some of these issues, Look at things like, what is my incoming power like? Am I ever running on a generator? All of those inputs really affect, you know, which type of solution you might want to choose for the application. Paul, how do passive harmonic solutions compare to others such as active front end? 
Sure. So kind of relating back to, as Nicole was referring to those different different types of harmonic solutions that are out there, you have the passive variety and you have the active variety. And so Nicole is touching on a good number of the different passive options, but active front end is another uh, really popular term that's coming up now when you look at harmonics. And active solutions essentially are referred to that because they have a switching device incorporated into them. So active front end or AFE, as you may see, um, see it referred to, they use an insulated gate bipolar transistor or an IGBT as their switching device. And similar to passive solutions, they, they comply with IEEE 519. They can get your harmonic levels down into that three to 5% range. They can um, deliver similar efficiency and similar footprint. So they're, they're, good, they're good offerings on the market. Um, but the one thing to know about active front end is they also add complexity and cost because they, they do incorporate that extra switching device. And with that, it comes with that extra, that extra complexity to do setup and also to do maintenance over time. Whereas passive solutions, they're kind of just like working in their inherent nature. They don't, they don't require as many moving parts, if you will. So passive solutions, that insulation is relatively simple and startup is relatively basic. Whereas with active front end drives, you usually have more parameters that you have to configure and there's a decent amount more tuning that's required to get them working. And they can also be more susceptible to power quality disturbances compared to their passive alternatives. So there, there absolutely can be an effective harmonic solution um, for a variety of different applications, but it's not always the most cost effective or the simplest solution that you can use. Well, Paul, why don't you uh, kind of close us off? What else do users need to know? And, and where can you know listeners to this podcast go to get more information from where you guys are coming from? Definitely. So, so kind of like Nicole and I were both referring to, th there are a lot of solutions out there, um, whether it's passive, whether it's active, even within those individual groups, there's still a lot of other solutions, various different pulse, DC choke, etc. Um, the thing is, you're not expected to know what you need just, just by looking at a piece of paper and, and looking at the options. The, the real trick is you need to understand the application of your system and consult with the experts. So here at Eaton, for example, we're, we're here to help our customers. Almost everything that we send out our door is a custom solution. And we work with our customers to make sure that they're getting exactly what they need. And the other kind of takeaway that I would want people to have is you don't need to pay for more than what you actually need. You, Active front end, for example, maybe more than what your system actually requires. And so you, in the same way that you don't necessarily need to drive a Lamborghini to work, um, you maybe want to have something a little bit more economic. You probably want that in your, in your actual business as well for, for saving money and ma making things easier. So, so definitely take the time to, if you can, get a harmonic study done on your system to determine what actually are your harmonic levels. And then work with the experts to make sure that they that they can achieve what you're hoping to achieve, um, but without overdoing it. And so if, if you do want to get any additional detail, whether it's learn more about harmonics, learn more about the solution, learn more about Eaton, uh, please, I'd like to direct you to www.eaton.com slash harmonics. And there's, you can also contact, uh, get directly in contact with our team on that website as well. But just about everything you could, uh, you could need regarding the, the topic can be found through there. Um, so yeah, once again, eden.com slash harmonics. Outstanding. And that's some great information. Uh, want to say, I really appreciate you guys uh, coming on and join us. Uh, Paul Olis and Nicole George, uh, thank you so much for your time on, on sharing your knowledge on harmonics with our listeners. Yeah, Thanks thank you. Great experience.
that will wrap up this edition of the Pumps and Systems podcast. You can go to pumpsandsystems.com slash podcasts. To catch up on all our episodes, you can search and subscribe Pumps and Systems on you know systems like uh, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox. Just go type Pumps and Systems in there. Please leave us a rating, a review. We'd love to know what, what, what else you want to hear about. You can email me, the host, Drew Champlin, D-C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N at cahabamedia.com, C-A-H-A-B-A-M-E-D-I-A.com. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.